This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Well, my work like just puts whoever's in front of my lens and puts them on a pedestal. No matter if they are like clothed or unclothed or if they are in a photo manipulation or not. You know, I feel like my work just puts whoever it is in front of my lens on a pedestal. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guest is Bryce Chapman out of North Carolina, and he has quickly become one of my favorite photographers. His work is the type of photos that just make you stop scrolling on Instagram because you need to look longer and learn more. A lot of what Bryce does is conceptual, and he walks us through exactly how he does it and takes us through the creative process that he goes through mentally. He takes somewhat basic concepts to the next level with his creativity, such as his fitness series, portraits for a dental hygienist, and even nude photography that makes you not at all focus on the fact that they don't have clothes on. Bryce Chapman is a really down-to-earth guy who has such a fresh outlook on photography, and I'm so glad you get to hear from him. Okay, let's get started with Bryce Chapman. Hi, Bryce. Welcome to The Portrait System. Thank you for having me, Nikki. How are you? I am doing great today. My belly is full. Oh, good. That's always a good feeling. <laughs> or maybe not, <laughs> depending on depending on what and how much you ate, I guess. All right. So t- where are you calling in from? I am in Washington, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Very cool. Is that where you live? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why did I think you were like New York or LA based? You know what's funny? I get that a lot. I mean, granted, I travel to spots, but... I get that quite a bit. I feel like it's because, like, the level of work, not that you can't be in North Carolina and have amazing work. Like, of course, we have people all over the world who are Mm -hmm. incredible. But there's just, I don't know, in my head, I'm like, oh, he's totally in New York or L.A. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Granted, I I love those spots, though. I'm not not going to lie. I love um, California. Oh, yeah. It's a cool spot for sure. So such diversity as far as like geography and where you can shoot. And uh, it's just it's. Oh, my God. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, before we started recording, um, just for listeners out there, I was telling you how I was a little nervous that maybe you wouldn't want to 
be on the podcast because you're just like so good. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's going to be too busy or he has other things to do. Because Sue is the one who reached out to me and was like, hey, check out Bryce Chapman. He's amazing. And I was like, oh, will you message him to see if he wants to be on the podcast? <laughs> and then you had said that you were shocked that we asked you to be on. So yeah. it's just funny. Yeah, I was like really shocked. Like literally when she hit me up, she's like, are you ready to um, be on, uh, was it? The, the initials for it. Oh my god! Oh, portrait uh, system. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, "What?" <laughs> She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, I had I had no idea about like me being a part of this because like I literally thought that she was talking about like in the next coming days. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not ready for this." <laughs> and that's when she mentioned. She's like, "Oh no, no, this, this, that, and the third. Like, um, Nikki, reach out, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, "Okay, all right." That kind of like eased me a little bit. But at the yeah, same time, I was yeah. like, y'all want me? That's Heck that. yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, your, oh my gosh, your work is unbelievable. Okay, so I was trying to find out, find out as much as I could about you before, mm-hmm. you know, before the interview. I just tried to do my research and whatever. And there's not a whole lot about you that you give away online. And I know you said you're redoing your website, but I did find on your Facebook page, you said something like there are people in this world who love to create. And I'm one of those people. I might have just, I might have said that a little bit wrong, but, and you said, I'm no, one no, of those people. You said that exact. <laughs> and that, I mean, just looking at your work, I'm like, oh yeah, he is definitely one of those people who loves to create. You can just feel it looking through your work. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, if you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't looked at Bryce's work, if you just do a search for Bryce Chapman on Instagram or even just Google or whatever, mm-hmm. You just have to check it out because there's just is there something like so raw and beautiful and I don't know and powerful because you send a message through your work too. I'm sorry. I hope I'm not making you uncomfortable with saying all this. No, 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 not at all. No, no, no. (laughs) But oh my gosh, it's just truly. I just I'm blown away by it, and and I really don't honestly don't know a whole lot about you and how you got to where you are or anything. So I'm excited to just like hear your whole journey. Oh. Well, um, like I like I said before, uh, before we went live, I'll be, I might talk a year off. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. We love talkers here <laughs> on the Portrait System. Okay, so would you mind just kind of give the audience a little overview of do you do this full time and when did you start into photography in general? Okay, so to answer your first question, yeah, I do it full time, but I love being honest with people. So I do this full time, but I also teach on the side at a community college uh, and I teach, um, you know, some of the basics of Photoshop at that, at that particular community college. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about that is the fact that if I needed to take off for like a job for like a, like, like for a nice size gig or whatever it is, I can easily make that happen, which is like really, I'm I'm, honestly, I'm blessed with that because the, the people I work with kind of closely, they're like really good good friends of mine and they understand what it is that I do. So that's always awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. This is a story I I, I actually love telling, right? So when I was little, what I used to do all the time, I used to draw, right? And Mm -hmm. I would draw literally anything I can like see, like whether it was something on something from the TV, a cartoon, a person, and of course, when I was when I was really little, I wasn't drawing like, you know, like these dynamic portraits. But as I got older, I got deeper into shooting, like not shooting, but like um, drawing 
a lot of portraits. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly, a lot of those portraits came from photographs that already existed. And when I was about, I think I was in middle school, that's when I got like my first quote unquote camera. It was like one of those old throwaway Kodak cameras, right? And basically, you know, I would take pictures and it wasn't nothing serious. But when I got to high school, my art teacher, she took notice of how everything I was drawing that everything I was drawing was coming from photographs. So what she did was she asked me, did I ever have an interest in photography? And I told her about, you know, the Kodak throwaway cameras. When she was like, she's like, hold hold on, I'm going to show you something. And she showed me how to create a camera from a shoebox, you know, the pinhole cameras. Really? Yeah. And like that kind of blew my mind Mm -hmm. because at that moment I realized, I was like, okay, instead of me constantly drawing from photos, I can like take my own photos. And that kind of stuck with me, but I will say this too, and hopefully the students who were in my in my drawing class back in high school don't get mad at me. But what <laughs> my uh, art teacher used to let me do, she used to like give me like full control over the things I wanted to create, whether it be drawing or, or taking photos. Amazing. And that was, you know, that that meant a lot to me because, as you stated earlier, you know that that quote I mentioned, like, well. A quote I said on my Facebook or whatnot, you know, I'm one of those people that love creating. And when she gave me that that leeway to to do that, it just kind of like, I don't know, it just kind of like something went off in me. And I just I just took full advantage of it. Wow. And then when I graduated from high school, I went to school for graphic design. And one of the things that kind of like stood out while I was in graphic design was the Photoshop program. And at the time, I had no idea that Photoshop existed, and everybody else kind of did. Because, like, for me, I thought that, like, all the photos and on, on posters and everything, they just came out that way. And then when I took the Photoshop class, it was only like a, I think, it was only like one day a week class. And it kind of, I don't know, I, I guess the, the Photoshop bug kind of bit me. And I got, like, really deep into it. And then I learned how I can like mix the photos that I take and, you know, mix them with Photoshop. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it all like started. And then there were a few photographers who kind of like, you know, I got a little bit deeper into photography in college and, you know, they kind of showed me like different, different avenues of photography, whether it be uh, like, whether it's like portraits, nudes, just conceptual stuff. And it kind of, it blew my mind to know that that kind of stuff was out there. You know what I mean? And yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah and that's, that's pretty much like a quick little backstory, even though I was, um, yeah, even though I was yeah. talking a lot. <laughs> no, 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 trust me. I love it. I love when you, I want you to keep talking a lot, but it <laughs> seems like, I mean, this is just in your blood to be a creator. Like you said, some people are, and, and clearly you are. And I love that your teacher recognized that and taught to your strengths. Like she clearly saw something special in you and didn't, you know, make you stick to the curriculum or, you know, Uh this is what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it. And to give you that freedom. Oh, I love that. What a great teacher. Yeah. I was, I was shocked when she gave me that freedom Mm -hmm. because I, I was doing like, I I think one of the things, what it might've been was the mere fact that every time she would give an assignment, I would always do something on my own anyway. <laughs> and she's like, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. I was like, well, I can't help it. Right, this is what I right. like doing. 
And then, you know, she kind of gave me uh, the open path. Yeah. Now, did you realize then at a young age that this was something that could be a career? Like, I feel like a lot of creators want to create, but they don't realize it could actually be a career. Like, No, no, I, I did not. If I'm being honest, no, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. My main thing was just creating stuff. And I thought that, because like, here's the deal. Like, um, you know, normally, especially where I'm from, you know, art isn't a career. Most mm-hmm. most people mm-hmm. will tell you, you know, you go to college, then you same. go get your job. Yeah, you know? same. And that was kind of instilled in me. But luckily, you know, I had a couple of people in my corner, one of them being my mother, who, who would always tell me, you know what, you could do whatever you want. You know what I mean? And that was something that kind of stuck with me as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome that you had that. Yeah, she definitely like gave me that push that I needed. Yeah. You know, Sue is a full-blown creator. I think mm-hmm. you're cut from the same cloth in that way where she is a creator and she didn't even finish high school and she always had a lot of shame around that mm. and not having taken like, you know, any photography education or that sort of thing, like all self-taught. I mean, she's come full circle and really grown in self-value and teaches that, mm-hmm. you know, of course, that's like a big part of her platform, but it's just always, I, I feel like artists you know, an artist can mean so many different things, but when you are full blown a creator like that and everything around you tells you no, but college, career, trade, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you were able to kind of move in the different path and the path that you're on now, it seems, you know, because some people I think end up st- kind of stuck in that pattern and they don't ever break free of it. So at what point were you like, all right, it's time, I'm going to do this for a job? Okay, so I want to say it was maybe about, it was like 2010, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that time, that's when I kind of realized, like, I'm like, wow, the people actually make money doing this stuff, right? And I was like, oh, well, I want to get a little bit more serious on it. And then I had, you know, photographers who would, like, help me out. And they were like, they were like hey, what you could do is you could start teaching yourself more about lighting. And um, I was like, well, how would I do that? And, you know, they, they kind of gave me like a small little bl- blueprint of like learning the basics of lighting and whatnot. And as, you know, as time progressed, you know, I practiced, God, I don't know, forever. I know it. And if I'm being honest, you know, practice still happens to this day. Like I think yeah, practice yeah, will be sure. a part of my journey until I'm gone, you know, but what wound up happening was, um, like I said, as time progressed, you know, I, I, I was learning a lot more than what I actually expected to learn. And then I just took a leap. Somebody reached out to me, hey, look, I see photos that you take. And uh, I was wondering if you could do this, that, and the third. And this wasn't in 2010. This was maybe 2014-ish, maybe. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just kind of snowballed into where I'm at now. And as time progressed, I kind of learned like what it is that I liked doing rather than because like for me, I don't want it to come off like snobbish, but I don't like really doing weddings. Right. Oh, that I is don't not like, snobbish. I, it's, it's, or I'm a snob too. We can both be snobs okay. together. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like that's something I did at one point. I was like, never again. And then it came to like a few other things like the whole fashion world and whatnot. Don't get me wrong. I, I love the fashion world. However, I learned like that was not for me. I tried out like architectural photography. I tried so many different things and 
you know, one of the things I kept circling back to was portraits, right? That was something that I really liked doing and, you know, portraits and then taking like um, images from stock websites and like doing photo manipulations with them. And then, of course, I learned that I could take my own photos and manipulate them. And those are the things that kind of like clicked with me. Nothing else. All that type of stuff started clicking with me. And then one of the things that I really love doing, I love I love movies and TV shows. And also I'm a I'm a I'm a gamer. Oh, nice. And I learned that like I could take inspiration from everything I'm watching and learning and put it into my work. Right. And I never thought in a million years I would be able to do that. I always thought that in order to actually be within that realm, I would have to like know how to like draw. And I know that might sound mm-hmm. crazy, but that was something that I just thought that I had to know how to do. I thought mm-hmm. I had to know how to draw in order to do that kind of stuff. Now, some people might be like, what, what does that have to do with anything? But that's just how my mind was working at the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I honestly, God, I'm just, I, honestly, I'm just, I'm like super grateful that I know what I know now. And I kind of wish sometimes that I wish I could take the thoughts and knowledge that I have now and transfer it back to my brain when I was younger, you know? Wouldn't that be amazing? That'd be, that'd be a superpower yeah. <laughs> right there. If I could have yes. any superpower. <laughs> Just go back in time and look, take this yeah, brain, yeah. take this knowledge mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, you know, so yeah, that's how my uh, brain works anyway. So then, then did you, did you end up going to college or did you just start, you know, charging yeah. for taking photos or how, you know, what happened from there? Okay, so in terms of going to college, yeah, as I mentioned, like I went to college for graphic design, but as far as going to college for photography, no, I, I, I didn't go to college for photography. But I will say this, in the graphic design curriculum, we had a choice of, of what we call electives. And on that okay. elective choice, I took, the, I took like a photography elective. And that was another thing that kind of like boosted me into like um, wanting to do more with photography. Mm-hmm. Granted, like the lessons and stuff we were learning, there were, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but like the teacher was amazing. She's still a friend of mine to this day. And I just took what I learned from that and, and somewhat applied it to what I know now. But it's like a minute piece of knowledge that I gained from those, those particular classes. And yeah. uh, because like... The uh, type of class that I went to, it was, of course, it was at a community college and not to knock on community colleges, but like it's nothing in comparison to what the real world of photography like teaches you. The actual experience of, you know, meeting with certain people and how the industry works in general, you know, like with the college, the college stuff, you know, you have to learn like the uh, the rule of thirds and all that other stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was, of course, I, I wasn't into all of, all those rules and stuff, but but as as far as the industry itself, the college doesn't really prepare you for that. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just teaches you, like I mentioned before, like, like the rules and yeah. all these other things that in the real world, like those rules somewhat apply, but they don't. Yeah. You know? You're not the first person to say that, Bryce. It's it's like, okay, well, how do I run a business? And how do mm-hmm. I find my clients? And and how do I make my art different if I'm supposed to follow these rules? I mean, there's just like so many, yeah. so many elements. Okay, so so looking at your work now, mm-hmm. I'm so curious if you can just kind of 
tell people what is it that you do and who is, you know, who do you love to photograph? What is your message? Like, what is your purpose? And then if it's okay, after we talk about that, maybe we could just go into like how you do find your clients and how you light your photos and just kind of all the technical parts of it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. okay. So let me back up then. <laughs> that, was <a> lot of, <laughs> that was a lot of questions in one. Okay. So let's start with, if you could just give a voice, if people weren't looking at your images, mm-hmm. give a voice to them. What do they, what do they look like and represent? Wow. Um, that is a question that I don't want to say I dread it because if I'm being honest with you, Nikki, I don't really have a, I don't really have words to describe my work, but if I were to mm-hmm. say anything, for me personally, I feel like my work is, I would say it's pretty emotional, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And also, it's, it's really it's really tough. I feel like my work is, like, especially my portrait work, I feel like uh, if I were to describe it, I would say my work is a dignification of who's in front of my lens. Mm-hmm. My, my work, like, just puts whoever's in front of my lens and puts them on a pedestal, no matter if they are like clothed or unclothed or if they are in a photo manipulation or not. You know, I feel like my work just just put to wherever it is in front of my lens on a pedestal. What a beautiful way to describe your photos. Thank you. I mean, what a be- it's and it's true. I appreciate that. But that's just yeah. how I that's just how I, I see my work anyway, you know. But yeah. also I feel like that's just like a maybe like a third of the, describing my work because while I do love creating, you know, work that dignifies my subject, I also love creating work that just takes, you know, a normal subject or whoever and just puts them into um, a completely different world, yeah. you know, because yeah. I have some pieces that kind of that do that, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Like there's one I'm looking at right now. The subject you photographed is Kia. And she's so okay. beautiful. And you said, fun fact, I love orchids. And then you said personal illustration. And she is kind of like her head is surrounded and her neck is surrounded in orchids and the sun is coming behind her. And clearly mm-hmm. it's something that you have, you know, just created. And it, and like you just said, it's almost like she's in another world. And it's so beautiful. Thank you. And, and like another fun fact is I blame my grandmother for my love of orchids. So good grandma. Yeah, she's, uh, <laughs> she, she she has a green thumb and um, like her love of, of flowers and whatnot. They they kind of rub off on me, you know. Yeah, I mean, I and again, like every photo that I look at, like there's this one at the top of your Instagram, sentient. Mm-hmm. Oh, this gosh, this woman is so beautiful, and it, again, I feel like on a pedestal in another world is such a great way to put it, and even you know, your clients that you photograph without clothes, it doesn't even feel like they're you're missing the clothes. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, it's not like, oh, well, they're naked. Like, it doesn't <laughs> feel like that. It just feels like, wow, like this woman is so beautiful. Thank you. So like Tanae, and you kind of have her, it's almost like she's jumping or she is jumping. You know, she doesn't have clothes on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one where she has her arms out to the air. I mean, again, if you're listening, just just look at his work. It is Amazing. And then there's this one where this woman has blood all over her face. And I was like, well, this is interesting. <laughs> and then I look at it, but it doesn't feel like, ew, gross blood. It just is like, okay, there's blood. I want to know the story. And then it says, meet Tammy Thompson. She's a California raised dental hygienist who loves her patients to death. And there is something so clever 
about the way that you did this. I love it. Like her teeth are just like perfect. Her smile is perfect. And then she has blood on her face and she's a dental hygienist. And it's just, I just love this. It's like, how do you come up with these concepts? It goes back to um, what I told you like earlier. I love watching movies. I love TV shows and I love games. And mm-hmm. a lot of that, you know, if I take all that and put it in a pot and mix it up, that's kind of like the equation of like the like the Tammy image. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's kind of like where I land whenever I take all those inspirations. I don't know. It's, and another thing, I just like writing stuff down sometimes. And I'm, I might like if I have an idea, I'll write it down or like put it on my computer. And then maybe one day I'll come across the person that can actually fit my idea. You know, and mm-hmm. um, that's it's kind of like what happened with the whole Tammy situation. I love that. Yeah. You know, I just I had the idea, but the model herself kind of like just pushed my idea kind of like to where it is now. Yeah. And again, that's just how my brain works. You know, yeah. I, just, I I'll watch something or I'm just sitting here thinking about stuff and just writing it all down. That's that's pretty much how, how I work. Well, we're so lucky that your brain works like this because it's magical what you're creating okay so then okay so we try to keep this this podcast where it's entertaining it is learning about someone's story but also Mm -hmm. learning how people do what they do in a sense of you know running a business and because there are a lot of creators like you out there who are like stuck in a in a w2 nine to five job like Mm -hmm. like sucking my soul dry get me out of it so can we talk a little bit about like the people that you do photograph that i see are they paying clients or is a lot of this just, you know, your, not just, but, you know, your conceptual work and building your, you know, is it just portfolio for fun? How are you getting paid, I guess? Okay. So, you know, it's like, a, it's a mix, if I'm being honest. It's a mix. Like, mm-hmm. I would say a lot of the stuff that you see on my Instagram, it is, I would probably say like 60% personal and maybe 40% like client work, right? Yeah. Um, because you know, getting clients is is kind of tough, but I'm really lucky to have a few folks in my corner who know a few folks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also one other thing, like I used to underrate this saying a lot, but word of mouth is insane. Word of mouth has gotten me quite a few clients that I can't put up here who have paid me a nice chunk of change just to photograph mm-hmm. them. You know, and one of the one of the cool things about that is that those clients they give me full reign of the shoot, you know, mm-hmm. and that is something that I will never take for granted because sometimes, like, if I, like if I'm doing like for example, I had this one gig where, and it's not on my Instagram, but I had this one gig. It was it was a commercial gig, but it everything was stiff and rigid, you know what I mean, and that particular client. You know, they wanted things a certain way, but a lot of the other clients that I mentioned earlier, they gave me like so much creative freedom and oh my God, it's amazing. That's awesome. You Isn't know? that the best? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Now granted, you know, the commercial work pays a bit more and it's it, it's nice, but you know, just having that creative freedom mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. just like, ah God, I can't, I can't like I can't speak ill of it at all, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I feel like it's, you know, it's not every day that a client is like, okay, you know, I want to be naked. 
or mm-hmm. not that all your work is nudes, but, um, mm-hmm. or like, I want blood on my face or I want to be, you know, <laughs> framed in orchids, you know? So, so how would you, like, if someone out there wanted to really take this kind of conceptual creative photography to a level that they may, maybe could book clients all the time, mm-hmm. do you have any suggestions for people for how to do that? I would take like some advice that a buddy of mine, he, he would tell me. And basically what it is, is just like, and I'm actually in the middle of doing this as well. So I'm kind of like in the middle of like working on my website, mm-hmm. getting my books together so I can like send them out. And, but basically just reach out to the clients that you want to work for. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as far as like booking those particular clients, I will say it's kind of like an uphill battle. But at the same time, like you, you have to stay kind of persistent. Like I'll give you a perfect mm-hmm. example. And this client isn't like the client I'm about to mention. They're not like anybody like Nike or somebody like that or, you know, Warner Brothers or, or whoever. But it was a particular client that I wanted to work for. And for the longest time, I kept being persistent, but not like aggravating. You know, I would reach out like every maybe like. I don't want to say a couple of weeks, but it was maybe every couple couple of months, maybe. Mm-hmm. And just let them know, like, hey, look, this is something I'm working on or whatnot. And that particular client, they hired me. What, what was it? It was, it, was, yeah, it was like last year during the pandemic, which I, I kind of got lucky. But they hired me to shoot something for them. But the only stipulation was I couldn't put it on my social media website. And it kind of mm-hmm. sucks because mm-hmm. what I created, I feel like was really awesome but this client was kind of like really private about this about this stuff you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and uh, I hate that I can't share (laughs) I know I wish you could do but you know that's but we have to respect our clients so that comes up sometimes like in our Sue Rights education in our Facebook group people will be like what do you do when your client says you can't use the photos and marketing and I'm like well are they paying you Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah I'm like well then your first job is to create for them not your marketing doesn't come first when a client's mm-hmm. paying you. If you're if they're not paying you, then of course, you know, that mm-hmm. comes with the territory, but that's just what happens sometimes. Yeah. You know? And and I have I have I have quite a few clients like that. And it kind of it kind of sucks, but at the end of the day, it helped me pay my bills and it's helping me put some money towards like my other visions. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to I ain't going to knock it. I wonder, I'm, I'm so curious what you think about this, Bryce. Like, what we try to teach is that would, you have to obviously show what you want to book, but also mm-hmm. make it relatable to people. And just to go back to this dentist, dental hygienist photo mm-hmm. again, just in, as, as an example. Like, you could do, and you may have already done this, I don't know, like, hashtag dental hygienist, ha- hashtag dentist headshots. Like, who knows? Maybe another dental client or something is going to be like, oh my gosh, this could be something so cool that I could do. It's like making it relatable or like, mm-hmm. gosh, I'm trying to think of another example. Like for a personal trainer, like you do a lot of, you know, photos that aren't clothed. Like maybe that's a great way to attract a personal t- trainer client. You know, it's like taking these It's really- so funny. I don't mean to cut you off. It's so no, funny no, that no. you bring up a personal trainer. I actually have a client who, let's see, it's going to be at the end of June that I booked they're a personal trainer and they wanted like some athletic nude work because of a series that I did. Yeah. And like, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I did not mean to cut you off. It just like, it just kind of like dawned on me when, once you mentioned that, once you said personal trainer, I'm like, oh wait, I do have a client yeah. like that coming up. So 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you think that maybe, I don't know. It's like finding a way to make it relatable, like whatever conceptual, you know, series or whatever you've got going, how can you make it so that the, like the layman person, you know, might want this? So I'm glad, I'm glad you kind of brought it up because, you know, some of my personal work, especially like recently, I've tried, I tried to somewhat, I wanted to have my voice on it, but also I wanted to have that feeling of this could actually work in a commercial based world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, of course I'll have my vision and I take inspiration from the commercial slash entertainment stuff that I see. And I just try to like mix it all together. So, so I can just have something that looks like it could work for said company. And also, it also can like have my, my voice on it. I know it sounds Mm -hmm. like I'm, sounds like I'm kind of like, talking in circles, but <laughs> that's just no, no. that's just how I how I see things. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So like I give you I give you a perfect example. So I have a um I have a series entitled COVID Chronicles, right? Mm-hmm. And th- with that particular series, you know, I just took what the, I, I kind of took what the world gave me, which was COVID and also people going kind of nuts, right? And mm-hmm. I just took I took that and utilized it, and uh, I created a series from that inspiration. But also, while I was creating that series, one of the things I wanted to make sure of, I wanted to make sure it did have somewhat of a commercial feel. So when I do show this work to, you know, hopefully potential clients, they can get a sense of where my brain is, and also they can get a sense of how I can actually do work for them. You know what I mean? In a, in a mm-hmm. commercial setting. You, know? mm-hmm. you talk a lot about commercial. Is that the direction that you want to head? Like mm-hmm. what would be your ideal client or, you know, client base? All right. So good Lord. That's a loaded question right there. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a good thing. It's a good thing for me anyway. So I do have like the aspirations of getting a client. Let's just, just for like example's sake, right? Maybe a client like Clorox or Lysol, somebody like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, something that's completely different in Clorox and Lysol, a client like Lionsgate, you know? And mm-hmm. so the work I'm, I'm creating now, hopefully it's it'll, it'll work for that particular client. Because one of the things that I learned from other photographers who do that commercial stuff is that, you know, I talk with them quite a bit and they they tell me certain things, little, little key things. And one of the things they always constantly say is like, shoot your images as if you were shooting for that particular client. Hmm. You know what I mean? So like they would tell me stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And literally every photographer who's in that industry, every every single one of them say it. So that's what I'm kind of like, that's what I've been like gearing my my latest works. I've been gearing that toward. And some of them, some of my pieces aren't even on my Instagram, but I've been gearing my work towards mm-hmm. that realm. I wonder if you could combine that though, Bryce, with like, Doing, you know, obviously that's great advice. And also sometimes people don't know what they want until mm-hmm. they see it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like you could keep your voice and keep your vision and keep Bryce in there combined with what you think they will want, even though they don't even know it's what they want yet. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you oh know, like in advertising, yeah. of course, like companies, they want to stand out. They want people to notice them. And your work is, I feel like once you transition it into the commercial like for a Lysol or whatever company that is Mm -hmm. like I feel like you could put together a series 
and tag Lysol in it and get like as much as you can, like hashtag Lysol, whatever. And then they (laughs) might see it and be like, okay, we had never would have thought of that, but we need that. Yeah. You know, dang, that's a, that's a really good idea right there. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I feel as if like, you know, whenever, whenever a client chooses you, typically it's mostly because of your vision and hopefully um, maybe if, if, I, if I did take that into consideration, I mean, I am going to, maybe they will take me on for that. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe I can create a series for them, but utilizing like my voice, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And dang, that's, that's a really good idea. Um, mm, I can't wait to interview you again in a year because I feel like you're on the like cusp of something really huge and really big and, and that you've been building this up for a while. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I'll put it like this. There's a lot of stuff I don't have on my Instagram that I don't want to say I'm holding on to, but I'm, it's for it's for me sending out um, my work to like potential clients. I put it like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not ready for the the general public yet, maybe. No, nah, not yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I know people out there are probably dying to know like how. I just want to shift gears real quick. How do you create this stuff? Do you use studio lights? Do you use natural light? What do you shoot with? All that good stuff. All right. So in in terms of um, you know how I create my work, you know it's. How do how, how do I answer that? <laughs> uh, because honestly, it's it's literally a mix of both. I love natural light. I love studio light, or should I say, studio lighting? And also, I love constant light. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 like a combination of quite a few things. And basically, as far as like the way I shoot it, I have an idea in my head, and then I'll like write out how I want the lighting, and then from there. Me having a, a certain understanding of how light works, I just apply it. That's pretty much what I do. I apply it, you know. And of course, it does take like a f- few bits of practice and like um, you know pre-production and all that good stuff. But you know, I just I have the idea in my head and I just light it accordingly. That's pretty mm-hmm. much how I do it. And sometimes, like for example, for the nude stuff, like of course I have an idea of how I want things lit, but. Everything that I shoot with my new work, it's sometimes it's like an experimentation, some of somewhat, you know. Yeah. Whether it be whether it be natural light or uh, artificial light, but every situation is different. So I don't want to sit here and say I I shoot it this way, I shoot it that way. Every mm-hmm. situation is is different. I give you know what? Okay, Nikki, I'm gonna give you another example, and we keep going back to this, but like the image of uh, Tammy, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I had the idea in my head of how exactly how I wanted it to look, right? And, you know, me having an understanding of how, how light works or whatnot, you know, I just set my lights in position because I wanted to have that that look as if, like, the sunlight is hitting her. Mm-hmm. So I set up a hard light source, and I put it in position of how I wanted the shadows to fall, and then I, I framed accordingly. You know, I just took some fake blood that I made and it splattered all, all over her face and mm-hmm. until I until I liked what I saw. And then... That's pretty much how I do it. Like, I yeah, have an idea yeah. and I just execute it. And if I'm not, like, you know, on larger sets, you'll have, like, um, digitext, uh, lighting text and all that. But I didn't have none of that at that time. So mm-hmm, I had to, like, mm-hmm. do it myself. So, of course, I uh, just took what I knew and just applied it. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much how I do it. That's so smart. It's so smart. If you have your vision, it's like, okay, now I just have to work backwards. What do I need for it? Is it going to be studio yeah, light? Is it going to be a natural exactly. light? Do I need a shadow? What is it? I love that. And in, in this Tammy series, it's very reminiscent to me. And I'm wondering if you, if this is maybe if you 
felt the same when you after you created it or while you're creating it. It's reminiscent of almost like a darker film, like a fear and loathing in Las Vegas or like a Breaking Bad or something like a darker because it's got that like the way that it's edited uh-huh. gives me it's like reminiscent of a film that I don't know. It's just so cool. <laughs> like the way that it all comes together. Yeah, like I do take inspiration from like uh, like like I said earlier, like uh, movie posters and TV mm-hmm. shows. And Breaking Bad is like one of my favorite shows. Oh, is um, nice. But uh, as far as editing it and like getting color and everything, you know, I just, I just try to figure out what works in that particular situation. Because at mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to go with like you know a little less warm, but then I was like, well, I, I feel like just I think warmness just works for this so much better than something that's that's not warm or more or something mm-hmm. that's cooler, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> I know we keep going back to it, but like, yeah, that's like, I find, I find my inspiration from, from literally everywhere, everywhere I would yeah. say. You yeah. Know? Well, okay. So are most of the shoots that you do, like, for example, there's this photo of Sianta. Okay. And she is, it looks like in front of a lake or the ocean. She's a scarf on her head. She's super beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, is she actually in front of the water or is that composited? Okay, that's her in front of the water. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's just, it's so beautiful. And in my head, I'm like, it has to be composited because it looks so, <laughs> it just looks so perfect, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. I will take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, do it. Or like, okay, I love this one too, the breastfeeding, the woman, it's the power of mothers. Okay. And you have her in, you know, just looking like, bomb-ass, beautiful mom breastfeeding. And then you scroll, and then it's she has a crown on, and she looks like she could be a princess or a queen. And then you have what I usually look like, where it's like hair in a bun, you know, dirty mm-hmm. tank top, sort of. And then you scroll again, and it's like she just got home from work, and she's breastfeeding. I don't know. Again, there's such a story in every single thing that you do. It's just, I love it. I appreciate that. Now, I had a an interview maybe like two weeks ago or so, and they ask about that. And if I'm being honest with you, because that's one of the things I always want to be like, I always want to be honest with my work. So that particular idea, it didn't come from me. It came from a hairstylist that I work with sometimes when I go to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And she uh, had this idea. And, you know, of course, we, you know, we go back and forth with like what could work and different ideas and whatnot. But like she had this one idea and I was like, damn. I want to be a part of this. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we kind of like, we, we got together, you know, that's what we came up with. Okay. Awesome. Oh yeah. I see concept by, and you gave her credit. Yep. Yeah. Concept yeah. by Herzilla. For, yep. That's awesome. Yeah. And I want to, I want to encourage people who are listening, like really take what Bryce is saying to heart because what you're doing is you're pushing your work to another level. And I think sometimes people get into a place where they're bored with their work or they don't, know why it's not getting as much traction or, you know, how to kind of elevate what they're doing. I mean, I think we all feel like that sometimes, of course. Uh-huh. And the way that you take your your ideas and translate that into your work, I don't know that everyone thinks that way. I don't always think that way. Like my brain, I'm like, creator is not my main profile, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. Whereas someone like you, it is. And I think we could learn so much from hearing what you're saying about how you come up with these ideas and yeah, I, I I just hope that people out there who are kind of in a in a place of like uh, I just need to do something new or different or push to the next level uh-huh. that they'll just take some of your you know some of your wisdom and run with it. 
Uh, well, yeah, I hope so too because you know I get asked quite a bit sometimes, like how I come up with like different ideas or, 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 or just like I get uh, another example like last year when when COVID hit, people were like really struggling with creating stuff, mm-hmm. right? And of course, I I understand why, but I think that's that is somewhat of a strength of mine. It's just it's just to like just I guess dive into like a, a deep space and just like think of things and just go and create it. And of course it does take, um, it does take time for these ideas to pop up. But one of the things I always try to get people to think about is like, if you have an idea, just as fast as possible, try to create it. If you can just create it immediately. If you can't write it down and just save it, you know, and I think, I I think I said that earlier, but that is something that has helped me tremendously because like with my COVID Chronicle series, I had the idea and I almost <laughs> I almost forgot about the idea. And I'm so glad I didn't because one of the things that I always try to tell myself and also other people is write down your ideas, like I said. Yeah, earlier. yeah. But I didn't sure. write down the idea. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, okay, there was something I was supposed to be doing with some toilet paper. What am I supposed to be doing with this? And then, <laughs> you know, you know, I had to like I had to like think really hard about it. And then I thought, I said, okay, yeah. That was my idea. I wanted to turn the toilet paper into like a trophy of of somewhat. Right. So all the crazy ass people out there hoarding it. Oh my God. Yeah. Like one of my relatives that I stay with, uh, <laughs> they were trying to hoard toilet paper. So I said, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna be I am not gonna be one of those uh statistics of people who hoard toilet paper. So um, when um people I know that like might need like toilet paper or whatnot, I would like give it away. Yeah, good. You know? Good for but, you. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be that statistic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to see where you go, you know, with all of this. And and like I said, it sounds like you have so much brewing and you're just like, you're ready. I just, oh, it just seems like. Thank you, Nikki. You know, Thank you. Well, at least that's what I think. I don't mean to like put assumptions into. No, no, no. It's all good. Like, I I think you kind of, you kind of hit it on the head. Like, I have a lot of things brewing in my brain and also like in my work that I've already created and what I'm actually creating. You know, and that is mm-hmm. something I will never take for granted because I don't want to say, this might sound kind of crazy, but maybe one day I might have dementia or something and I might forget everything, you know? <laughs> I know that <laughs> oh, sounds kind of morbid. Hope but, let's hope not. But no, I mean, yeah. it's it's could, a very real thing that could happen. I'm with you. Yeah. I think about stuff like that too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know what, Bryce? One more thing that I forgot to mention is Sue texted me and told me that she bought some of your art, like a print from your website. Yes. Yeah. And like she actually, um, when I posted the image on uh, Instagram, like I didn't, I, I wasn't expecting to like sell it at that moment. But when she hit me up, she told me, she's like, I want this. And I, I was I was in shock because I was like, oh, wait, Sue Bryce wants my artwork, right? Mm-hmm. And to top it off, it was a nude piece, and it's one of my favorite nude pieces that I've done to date. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's it's a forty by forty that she wanted, and you can find it on my website. I have a, like a I have a link to my my prints on my website. Yeah, and, I think um, if you click menu, it's prints. Yeah, so like right. yeah, if like once you go to once you're on my website, you just click on yeah, just click on prints, or um, just go to brycechapman.net forward slash prints, and it'll take you to my print shop. And the very first print is the uh, one that she purchased. Yeah, and, um, awesome. Yeah, so is there? There are only nine left since she got like the first one. Yeah, of that of that particular size. But if anyone wants to um, 
you know, get themselves a a nice size fine art print. They can, yeah, for they sure. can do that. Yeah. I can't wait to see it on her wall. Oh my she god. Doesn't have it yet, I, right? I think she um, so like uh it's it's crazy because like today, the day of the podcast is the day she's supposed to have it. Um okay, nice. so so hopefully, hopefully it'll uh, get there today. And um, hopefully, I told her I sent her email. I was like, "Can you please send me a uh, a picture once you you know you know like the whole process of oh, you know, yeah. rapping and everything, you know?" Um, <laughs> and one of the stipulations, though, which was like really cool, and it made me like really think. It's like, she, well, she told me she was like, I-, "I want this, but what I want you to do is." I want you to tell me about it. I want you to write about it. I was like, wow, nobody has ever asked me to do that. Mm-hmm. And that was like pretty awesome. Cause like, I, I don't talk too much about my work, even though I should, but like, it, it was really cool because I was able to actually just give like the whole backstory behind it, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So hopefully, um, God, I know she's going to love it. I just, oh, yeah, I for just, sure. I just, I'm just really happy because that is my largest print I've ever sold. Wow! And it made it kind of made my made my day when she when she asked for it. So yeah, that's incredible. And there's not it's not like Sue covers her walls with a ton of stuff. Like she has to really love something in order to, you know, to. Oh wow! Now now I really I really feel special now. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she'll send you a picture as soon as she yeah. gets it. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one day when I travel, I can like go and go to her studio and like look at it, you know? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I think she'll, I'm assuming she'll keep it in her house, not in her studio. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. That's, that's even cooler. Oh my yeah. God. That's yeah. awesome. Oh yeah. That's awesome. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I think she got it for her house. Okay. So Dang, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'd love to have you back in a year or so if you if you'll still if, if you don't forget about the little people and come back. Oh my god. No, what, is, what are you what are you talking about, Nikki? I'm, what I'm are you kidding, talking I'm about? Oh kidding. my god. But yeah, okay, so I do but I do have a couple more questions before I let you go. I always ask the same questions at the end of each episode. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. yeah, the first one is what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Jesus. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, I, I don't want to say the obvious, which is, you know, of course, my camera. But right, right. Um, Wait, what camera do you shoot with? Okay, so right now I use the um, EOS R, but, like, if I have, like, a, a bigger gig or whatnot, I typically would rent. It just depends on, like, what the client wants, but I might rent, like, the R5 or the Mark IV or mm-hmm. maybe even a um, the, um, medium format camera. So, yep, yep. Yeah, but the uh, R5 is... God, I got my hands on that thing, and I did not want to give it back. I put it oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, that thing is like amazing. That's awesome. I've I've never photographed with one. That's what Sue started on way back when was medium format Hasselblad. Yeah, mm. and also I love shooting. I love shooting on film, so I use a uh, it's a it's a Rolly Flex medium format camera. Chris, pretty much okay. Me. So you usually f- shoot film? Yeah, I do. I do shoot film. Like I don't shoot. I don't shoot it like like twenty four seven. But I do love it. And actually, I need to go get me some film um, later today because I need to restock on my uh, my one twenty film. Oh Jesus! You just reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> Put it, write it down. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm about to do that right now. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize you shot mostly film. That's awesome. Okay. So, what besides your camera? Is there something else that you can't live without? Okay. So I would probably say 
This might sound kind of crazy, but I can't live without a backup plan. Ooh, that's a great answer. Because like, and and another thing, God, I'm, I'm going all over the place, Nikki. So forgive me. Um, no you know, worries. A backup plan, and also the willingness to not be stubborn. I cannot live without being flexible, mm-hmm. like when I'm on a shoot. So it's more of like a lot of like um, mental stuff. Yep. But also somewhat physical, especially when it comes to backup plans. So I love, love, love that answer. So yeah, that's that's awesome. I used to teach um, kids who are on the autism spectrum. Oh, okay. And often there is um, just some, you know, difficulty with uh, when a routine changes and learning to be flexible and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, you know, obviously I was teaching them because it was an area that typically they – you know, struggle with and have difficulties with, but it's something I try to remember myself as well because shit is always going to hit the fan yeah. at some yes. point. And if you can't be flexible, especially like when you're with your clients or you're shooting, you know, if you let that affect you and get in your way, you're never going to be able to create something that you feel is you're proud of. Like you're, I feel like you always, instead of you remember how awful it went as opposed to, you know what, we worked it out and look what we created mm-hmm. instead, you know? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Being improvisational. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Cool. Okay. Next question is how do you spend your time when you're not working? Okay. So that right there is, there's a lot of different things that I do, but if I'm not working, I'm, I'm either, I'm trying to come up with, I don't this might sound like I'm still working, but I try to like just come up with ideas while I'm like, no matter what it is I'm doing, or mm-hmm. like if I, um, you know, of course I, I like I like working out, and mm-hmm. I love I love just like I love thinking about things. It's kind of weird, but I love thinking about like again going back to what I said earlier, coming up with ideas. I just I just love the feeling of just thinking of ideas when I'm not working, even though that is kind of like work, but. Basically, you know, I, I like working out. I love, I love watching movies, and I love playing games, right? And mm-hmm. also, I just, I love, I love like talking with people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 stuff that I that I normally do. I mean, of course, now I can't like go and party or anything because of COVID and whatnot. I but know. you know, I just, I love, I love hanging out with people, my friends. You know, that's that's pretty much. That's, I don't want to say I don't want to say that's pretty much it, but I. That is somewhat of the things that I I do when I'm not like shooting, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Hopefully, I, hopefully I don't sound too boring. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, it's that that you know what I feel like. Uh, sometimes it's the best just to like chill, hang out with mm-hmm. friends and family, like throw on something that you want to watch. Yes. Otherwise, it's just so busy, busy, go, go, go all the time. And like, oh, I'm always doing this excellent thing. And that it's like, no, we all have to just relax, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, Okay, next question is, what would you say to people who are just starting out? Okay, so uh, it'll probably be the same thing I was told when I was somewhat starting out is do not be afraid to experiment because you never know what it is that you're going to truly like, like one second, you might say, I like fashion. And then like, why, if you try to stick with it, it might wind up being something that you, that you might hate. Right. So Mm -hmm. I would, I would strongly recommend people just to like experiment with different outlets when it comes, when it comes to like photography, like just try to try to see what it is that you truly love because 
I told you earlier, weddings was something I thought I was going to like, but I learned quick, fast, and in a hurry that that is something that I I hated. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now you know, right? You tried mm-hmm. it. Didn't work yeah. out. And that's okay. Now you're onto something bigger and better. So Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And then last question is, how can people find you if they're looking for you online? Okay. So there's a, there's a couple different ways, but um, probably the, the best way to find me is on my Instagram, which is Bryce Chapman Photo. And that's Bryce with a Y. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, yep. then also you can find me on Twitter, which is I'm somewhat active there. It, it's uh, Bryce Chapman one three. If anybody else is listening, you can find me on Foundation, the Foundation app. You could just what is it? Foundation. Uh, I forgot, oh, I forgot, I forgot the. Uh, I was going to ask you about this, the Black Light Project. Sorry, I didn't mean oh, to okay. just interrupt you. No, 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 no. Okay, the Black yeah, Light. Do you want to give a pl- Do you want to give a plug to that? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. So the Black Light Project is a project that I was a part of that someone else actually came up with. And it was actually, it turned into like a nice commercial gig, actually. But the Black Light Project started out by Tanya Lynch. You can find the Black Light Project on Instagram at Black Light Project. But basically what it is, is uh, I, I wish I came up with it myself because the idea behind it is so freaking phenomenal. So based back in 2015 or 2016, Tanya came to me and another photographer and mentioned how she wanted to create a series of images that shined a light on the black men and women, well, for this one, the black men of America, right? And basically, she basically wanted to shine a light and just change the narrative that change the narrative that you con- that you constantly see on the news when it comes to like black men in general, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like I said, like I really wish that I came up with that idea. But I'm just so happy I was able, able to be a part of that particular series. And it has snowballed into something pretty grand now. So, like, now she has she has the YouTube interviews. She has uh, – she actually um, – when we got in contact with a, um, a videographer who worked for – who works for PBS. And PBS took up the Black Light Project, too. And it, it was – it was – it actually won a um, – was it? Yeah, it won. Was it an Emmy? Yeah. So, like, I can kind of proudly say that I'm part of a project that won an Emmy, and my work was actually awesome. you know, part of that. So, uh, oh my God! See, see, Nikki, see, you got me talking again. Uh, but, <laughs> Good, I like it. But, but yeah, like the Black Light Project is pretty much it is a um, it's pretty much a changing the typical narrative that you constantly see when it comes to black men in the media. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm so proud to be a part of that. You know, me being a black man in general, or mm-hmm. should I say, a, a, being a black man and being a part of such a beautiful project that puts me and my people up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And you know, that that kind of coincides with every portrait that I take. I want to put everybody I photograph on a pedestal. So why not be a part of a project that puts me and my people on a pedestal? You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's really cool. I'd encourage people to check it out. It's theblacklightproject.com, and that's where you mm-hmm. can learn more about it. And it introduces you and all the other artists artists, and just talks about everything in general about yeah. what they're doing. It's it's really, really cool. Yeah, I, I freaking love that project. Oh, God. And if I'm being honest, this project has actually – it got me my first large-scale 
pieces to actually go up, you know, like throughout throughout the town. Oh no um, way! Yeah, yeah, very so, cool. Yes, that's that was that that's was awesome. You do something that's so important and that you're so passionate about, and then you end up getting work from it, like double. Yeah, win. yeah, and because and also like you just said, like because of that project, I got like two other clients, which is so it's, it's so mind blowing. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it just it truly like that's blows awesome. my mind. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you again, Bryce. I really appreciate you um, coming on with me. It's been oh, an absolutely. absolute pleasure. Thank you for yeah. reaching out. And God, I hope I, I, hope I did not like uh, mumble all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not oh mumble God. all over yourself. Trust me, that was amazing. <laughs> you did so great. So hey, thank you. I thank you. have a feeling we're going to hear more from you in the near future. So oh, well, hopefully. <laughs> whenever you want to hit me up or whatnot, just let me know. Oh, yeah. I'll be be more than happy to chat. Very cool. Well, thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs, I mean truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.